2: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be um, joining us today, this evening or the afternoon. I just said that bit. Um, welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast, uh, where today we are going to be talking positively um, about the result against Bournemouth, uh, hopefully positively anyway, knowingly you'll probably find something to moan about Um But we shall see. Joining us this evening, uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Danny from a Burkham Wonderland AFC podcast. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thanks. You? Very well, thank you, mate. Very well. Debut show, debut show. And another debut this evening for Harry from Sofa Sports News. Harry, good evening and how are you, sir?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Um, We've got a wedding to go to at the weekend, so I'm glad I'm out of the house at the moment because the old wife's dressing out, you know? You know how uh, the old chicks be um, coming to that. Judge! The court is in
0: session. How yeah. are you, sir? How are you? Oh, I'm all good. I'm all good. I've had a bit of a tough week, really, if I'll be honest. I've had a little bit of a cold. Oh, you? Yeah, I know, yes. Yeah, you know, so um went to the cricket yesterday at the Oval. Uh, a little bit of VIP? hospitality up there. VIP? Bit of VIP, a bit of hospitality up there. Very nice, very nice. Roast beef and then all the vegetables are very nice.
2: How does he do it?
0: If anyone knows how he does it, please. Yeah, and, I, and i tell you what, what, what they do. They let you on the pitch, Craig. Let you I on saw the that. I saw your video. I yeah, saw... yeah, they let you on the pitch, have a walk around. And we're sitting on the, you know, sitting because when, you, when you're VIP, Craig, you're allowed to go wherever you want, you know. So we, we had a little walk around the, the balcony. And one of the players comes over and starts talking to us, you know, and saying about, would you get that at the Emirates? The player come over and say, well, what do you reckon of the game? And all that, like, you know. It's a different world, cricket, different world.
3: Not unless they want you to sit down and shut up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, um, he was telling us how in different form they've been in this year and whatever. You know, completely different world. You can wake up now, son. You know, we can go, yeah. Uh,
2: oh, sorry. Sorry. I I to, I you were going on about cricket again. Um, <laughs> So, very, very nice, Lee. Very nice. I did see the video of you walking on the pitch. It was very good. Very very good. Yeah, I didn't comment it was nice about too. it. It was very nice that they do that. Yeah. Um, very nice indeed. Okay, let's crack on. Let's talk about the bottom of game. Danny, a positive result, um, a positive performance, but I think people are getting a little bit carried away, mate, don't you? Um, going through Twitter um, on after the game, people said, oh, we won. Yes, that's it. This is the start of the. You know, let's not forget Bournemouth were very poor. Um, and I, I didn't think they gave us much opposition, to be, uh, to be fair. Um, but I've got to give credit to the, to the players. I've got to give credit to the boys. They played well. We looked organised for once. Um, and who would have thought that a left wing-back playing wing-back would play that well?
3: That's shocking, isn't it? I think the manager needs to be fired. Playing the right position with the right players—it's something <laughs> I've never thought I'd see again. But well done, the lads, because they—they uh, beat a team that have uh, played four Premier League games or played three, and they'd lost them all, and they'd scored one goal. Let's hope we can play them and Palace every week, and who never know, we might actually get somewhere in the league. Uh, Bournemouth—they're they're a half-decent yeah. team. I thought if they didn't have um, Begovic in goal, we, we could have had about six or seven against yeah. them because we we'll have 17 shots on goal or 20 or something some like number that, like yeah. that. But they—they that, they came to not, when I only saw the highlights i thought i'm not getting out of bed to watch this and uh no it actually wasn't on tv was it i've would had to watch one of them mucky stream things then it always ends up me in trouble but they didn't really come to attack much did they they had a pensioner up front and they had a king behind him and then they had what seven (laughs) or eight players in midfield and they were all crowding around the goal like it was the uh like there were bees around honey yeah but 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 like you say you can only go out there and and beat what's in front of you but you know you're a shit team when welbeck has a good game against you man of the match (laughs) two goals yeah, and so it's, it's nice to see. Personally, I'd rather um, Lacazette would have got more goals. But Ursul, I mean, when Ursul gets, uh, where is it? I'm just looking on here. He's got an up to rating of 7.5. When you get 7.5 against one of the worst teams in the league, you know it's time to pack your boots up and give up and then play Ramsey in that position. Oh, <laughs> Nice to see we still got left back at centre back, though, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, I- Offal Klosnack was an absolute beast. Oh, um, I love him. I love him and all. Um, Lee's Lee's nicknamed him the tank, um, or the BFB as I call him, the big fucking Bosnian.
0: Um, (laughs) I think your one's better to be honest. You think so? Yeah, but we've got... It's not very original though,
2: is it? Because we had the BFG, um, but now now we've got the BFB. So he's taken over Mertesacker's role there for me. Harry, welcome to the show, mate. Um, A pleasure to have you on. Uh, Thank you, was, you so was, much for what having was me. your take on the game, mate? What was your take on the
1: game? Um, to be honest, I thought it was the perfect fixture for Arsenal, given the, the recent form. It was a perfect fixture, playing a team out of form, probably one of the only teams that were in worse form than ourselves. Um, Bournemouth are the kind of team that, on their day, they're going to play football against you, and, and they can be difficult to stop. But in all fairness, they don't pose the kind of problems that, we usually struggle to deal with, i.e., the physical physical aspect of the game, and and so I felt, you know, it was a, like I said, it was a good fixture. Um, the performance was good, but it wasn't great. Um, I didn't sit there and and think this was a brilliant performance. You know, we grabbed a couple of goals in the first half, and ultimately the game was over within within half an hour or so. But you know, it was the atmosphere was flat again. I just felt like, and I actually was a bit bored during the second half. I'm not going to lie
2: bit bored, yeah. I've, 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 I've been pretty bored. I don't get to go very often, but when I do go, yeah, I've got to agree with you. It's not very... um, It's, it's not very electric, is it, at the end? No,
1: it's not. And I, I don't know if any of you guys heard about the uh, the red marks on everybody's clothes. Have you heard about that incident? No. So, coming out of the stadium, walking back to the car, some a kind gentleman kindly pointed to me and uh, said to me, you've got a red patch on your ass, mate. So... <laughs> I turned around and I had a look and I had a massive red patch on my jeans. And then it came to light later on that a load of people in blocks five and six had red patches all over their clothes. And it turns out that Arsenal had sprayed the seats with something in order to, to you know, repaint them or whatever they did over the summer. And people were walking around with red stains on their glasses
3: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so what are they going to do about it? Are they, they apologise or are they going to oh, uh, give you new shirts?
1: Well, they've apologised about it and apparently they're they're going to, look into it and there's a chance they may you know reimburse people for their dry cleaning or whatever not like it's not even worth the bother to be honest so basically they're not going
2: to do anything about it
1: yeah basically
2: basically um an old apology oh sorry
0: about that Um, i'm gonna go check my jeans
1: yeah yeah check (laughs) them because honestly i was wearing a gray pair of jeans and i got home and my ass was redder than a baboon's i looked ridiculous
2: (laughs) well the red Uh, ass brigade eh (laughs) <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. I thought you, I thought you were saying they were yeah, marking people on purpose or something. <laughs> but, um, no, the paint on the seats, so they can't
0: even do that right. Ah, oh, oh. unbelievable,
2: isn't it? Probably, <laughs> I'd say they could have gone to B&Q
0: to get it, but I bet they went to... that they've probably got some cheap, cheap, cheap luggage. Like yeah, they've
2: probably got based didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Cheap stuff. That's right, that's right. Judge, um, you were there, as you always are, sir. What did you make of things?
0: Well, I, you know, to be honest, before the game, I, I will say this: everybody in going to the pubs and all that was sort of saying that, "Oh, it's going to be a real tough game. We're going to draw." No one was really that that full of that much confidence. And to be honest, I thought we breezed it. I think it was a real good performance. I thought um, some of the football was really good. We we opened them up on a few occasions, but I think the key thing was, and I don't know if the guys agree with this. And, we've played a lot of games like that and missed chances. And what happened was that Lacazette got that chuck well, it was a half chance, really, like you know, I think if it would have fallen to Welbeck or somebody else, it would have it would have hit me on the head. But um he, he bashed, puts it in with a great finish and we're two 0 up then and the game was sort of over. But I've seen us so many times in you know, be in that sort of position, miss a few chances and then one attack we are we're one one and the pressure's on. So I think we've got to take the positives. We took our chances, you know. Um I <laughs> a little bit with Danny there. Danny Welbeck did have a very good game, you know. Uh, um, but he's had a fuck to be honest, he's had a couple of good games, to yeah, be right. honest. Um he's had a I said but not not the other word, like you know, he's had a couple of good games. He's That's had a couple. Of, well. <laughs> he's, he's, he's had a couple of good games, but he does and he doesn't take those chances. And you know, I, I'm in the cup final, I thought he he terrorised and wore down the Chelsea defence and could have had a couple of goals that day. You know, so it's, his finishing is absolutely woeful. If I'll be honest, you know, um, even in the game against Liverpool, had a very good chance in that first couple of minutes and uh, he put it you know halfway up the cop, didn't he? But. Um, Oh, I have to say, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And um, I thought we, we oh, I don't know, you know, <laughs> people say oh, it's only Bournemouth. But I've seen us lose to Watford last season, you know, being 2-0 down out of 20 minutes, it seems. And I've seen us lose to Swansea at home. So I'm going to take the positives from it and say that, you know, it was a good performance. Let's move on. More, more big tests coming, and, and certainly, like, you know, there's one on the horizon on Sunday.
2: Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. The big, the, well, one of the big ones um, on Sunday. Danny, I just want to keep on the subject of Danny Welbeck, actually. Um, I thought Danny Welbeck and Lacazette played really well together um, on, 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 on Sunday or Saturday. Hmm.
1: Um, yeah.
2: And, and, and Ozil, Ozil in behind there, pulling a few strings. Um, I thought them three done really well.
3: It well, isn't going to last, is it? Because Sanchez will be back for the for uh, for the for the Chelsea game and then he'll be back with our furthest man back going for the ball and then be our furthest forward player catching the ball and then it will be our player that runs the most and does the least. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sanchez. And I don't like anyone giving him any grief. And for three seasons, I've been a massive fan of Ozil. He's got more skill, more talent than any other player at that club and that has been at that club for years. But he just seems so bored and so lazy. I mean, you, Did anybody see the, uh, I don't watch international football, but apparently for Germany in um, last week he got man of the match and played his ass off and he was actually tracking back and doing tackles Mm. so maybe Wenger says to him I don't want you back there but it's it's going to be no good having um, Mesut playing there if if he doesn't if he can't be bothered he's not signing his new contract he doesn't want to be at the club well so far he hasn't signed it and quite frankly I wouldn't be bothered if he doesn't sign it because the first few seasons we're going oh he's getting loads of assists but he's not getting the goals last season got all the loads of goals didn't get enough assists and you got to think, what does the player actually want from the club? I know it's it's with people comparing him to Burkamp because he's a similar kind of player, where he's uh, he's one yard ahead of everybody else, and he hasn't got the players playing around him. But if he can see someone like um, Welbeck playing next to him, who hasn't got a quarter of the talent that he's got, and Welbeck runs his ass off, he, he's he's trying to do everything that he can. He, he's doing the passing, the assisting, he's scoring goals. And and Welbeck has just showed if you just carry on and you just you apply yourself to what job you're given, and don't start bitching and whining when you're playing in the position you don't want to be playing that you will actually eventually get a chance which is what I think Wilshire has seen as well and hopefully Wilshire will come back and do the same job but just yeah. not have fun he's going to get I mean it's, it's, <clears throat> it's
2: talking about that I mean uh, rumour has it he's going to start tomorrow
3: oh I hope um, he does I
2: love Jack Wilshere I mean the reception he's going to get tomorrow um, should be absolutely you know in my opinion when his name is read out he should get you know the loudest roar um the loudest noise of the night, if you want. Um, I can't wait to see Jack Wilshire back in an Arsenal shirt.
3: I cannot wait.
2: Um, it's like the, like the
3: modern-day Tony Adams. He has so much passion and he gives a fuck yeah. about it. We all, do we swear on here? I'm not sure. Yeah, of course you can, mate.
2: Just
3: you're not allowed to swear. No, I'm not allowed to swear. I can't no. say
2: fuck or bugger. <laughs>
3: but <laughs> <laughs> well, when when Jack comes out on that pitch and hopefully people give him five or six games to uh, to get back into being the Jack that we all want but Jack isn't a 10 Jack should never have that number 10 shirt Jack is a central midfielder who gets the ball off the defenders does a bit of tackling bit of passing maybe scores the odd goal and gives it to somebody else to do the the um, the, the flashy stuff yeah. but we've just got to hope that Jack realises don't get the ball and hold on to it and keep running with it because you know some prick is going to come in and try yeah. and murder you absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely
1: i didn't i didn't really want to disagree with you guys so early on on my debut i'm sorry but i have to do this i have to come in here jack wilshire for me is he's got bags and bags of potential yeah i get it but he's never really done it and you know what he can't stay fit and i know that's a big part of his problems but there's been so many players over the years that have failed to actually establish themselves at a top club because they can't stay fit now, for me, part of being a great player is staying fit. And I know he's been a bit unfortunate with injuries, but I just don't understand all of the hype around Jack Wilshard because he's not ever really done it for a sustained period of time. And I I actually feel like some players like Wilshard, like Ramsey at times, these are the players that Wenger's perhaps shown too much faith in over the last few years. And that's part of the reason why we've stagnated because these players, in my opinion the Ramseys, the Wilshers, Gibbs has gone now, but he was another one of them. They're not going to ever push on to that next level. And because we're sentimental and we love Jack Wilshire, you know, he's an English lad playing for Arsenal. He's come through and we all love him. I just think, you know, we let our sentiment get in the way of of who's actually best for Arsenal sometimes.
2: Yeah, And take your point. I do, I take your point, but my way of looking at it is... You know what you what you said there, Jack Wilshire has been unfortunate with injuries um you know he hasn't asked to get injured um, and I probably would agree with you to say that he probably hasn't been as good as uh, as we've all wanted him to be or all expected him to be, but what I'm talking about is now and tomorrow what I'm talking about is Jack Wilshire can come back into that team now, knowing that the things that are going on and, you know, the things surrounding the club at the moment, Jack Wilshire can come back in there. And like Danny says, a bit of modern day Tony Adams, you know, a bit of come on, bit of togetherness, a bit
3: of... Uh, but he does it for England, me. didn't he? Didn't he get five man of the matches in a row for England? So he has shown that he can do it. I mean, yeah. his injuries are not his fault. It's because he gets stupid tackles. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that. But I just think Jack Wilshire. Tomorrow can can send out a massive a massive breath of fresh air. Does that does that make sense, Harry? Um,
1: yeah, I think it's, and, it's, a lot, it's still lift the fans need. I agree. He's
2: still Young enough, I think he's still young enough, and I still believe he's got the talent to go on, even now, and be an Arsenal great. I really do. I, I, that's how much, and it's not just because I'm a Jack Wilshere fanboy. I just believe he can do it. I really do. I I I really still believe he has got a part to play at this club. Um, Don't get me
1: wrong. I'd love to see Jack Wilshere break back into the Arsenal team and take the Premier League by storm. I just feel that it's a bit of a risk. It's a risk to put your eggs in one basket. It's a risk to put your eggs in Jack Wilshere's basket because he's so fragile. And you know, you can't really build a team around someone that you probably won't be fit for half of the season. And, it, it, look i i love him i want him to do well uh, that thing he done at the parade you know that put him up in my books <laughs> even more i love him but i just worry that we we're, we're relying on the kind of players that can't give us the the continuity that we need
2: absolutely man. and it's a very valid point because you know i think there's players there's players in that squad now who who we expected to be you, you know expected to be great um and perhaps are not as great as, as they turned out to be. And, and, and like Danny says, and like people, people who watch the podcast know that, or listen and watch the podcast know that I can be Mer- Mercer Ozil's biggest critic, um, but I have to take a slice of humble pie and say that he played well against Bournemouth. He did play well against Bournemouth. He had a great game. Um, he pulled a lot of strings um, and he looked up for it. But then, I need him to do that Sunday as well. I need Mercer Ozil to be great, and I know he 's not going to be. I can sit here now and tell you I know he 's not going to be great because he 's going to get roughed up he 's going to take too much time on a ball and i 'm going to be on his back again um, until we play someone like Brighton again when he when he, he'll get the ball and then he'll be absolutely fantastic um, you know because the Brighton players are making him look bad, uh, making him look great so Oh, don't get me wrong, I, to have Mercer Ozil playing for Arsenal is, is amazing. And people watching the podcast will start tweeting me all statistics now, like they did the last time. Um, <laughs> oh, he's made these assists, he's made these assists, he's made these assists. Uh, it's not his fault that no one can put the ball in the back of the net. Very valid point. But um, I still think Mercer Ozil is... It's not, he's not the Mercer Ozil we I saw playing at Real Madrid anyway. Um, Lee... Harry brings up
0: a very valid point, mate, about oh. Wilshire. Um It's it's very valid and um, something. I think, I think it is valid, and I tell that you why, it's valid, because it's I think say like, say like Aaron, Aaron Ramsey, Ramsey. He, he he's a player that, that um I, I feel now is just starting to come back to his best. And you watch, what you wait, it get injured in another, in a week's time or so, and then it, it all drops again. You know, with Mesut Özil, to be fair to him. 80% of the times, always available. You know, and, and the world-class players, I take that on board. You know, when does uh, Ronaldo get injured? When does Messi get injured? You know, like, they're not out that that much. Now, going back to Wiltshire, I think the Wiltshire now is a different player to what he was when he was 19. Do you remember that season, when, that first season he had, he was unbelievable. He was, I thought, my God, you know, this is this is a player that we've dreamed about for a long, long while. And I do think there is that little infinity to a player when he's one of your own, like, you know, that's come through the ranks. I, I, I do like those sort of players, you know. Um, like Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. Harry, look, listen, Spurs have got three or four of them come through their ranks at the moment. And, you know, it, it, I, I do think it gives you a special bond. We've, it's not happened for us. I'd love to see it happen for um, Kieran Gibbs. But as as Harry says, you know I mean? Kieran Gibbs, I thought was going to be a very, very good left back. But all white, you know, glass ankles. You know, and it's a common trait with, with the Arsenal sort of players, isn't it? You know, as you can go through them all Ramsey, um, uh, Wiltshire, you know. Uh, and I, I, I tend to agree with what Danny says there. It's not like he gets hamstring injuries and he's out for six or seven weeks. He's had, I remember that. Do you know what that, that tackle got, Man United in the man? It was a terrible tackle, that, you know, but I don't see. Um, that being highlighted, that tackle like like Marnie's one has been this this week. You know, just say, ask oh, Jack Wiltshire; it ain't that bad? You know what I mean? That was a terrible tackle on him that day. It was late, um, you know, in the in the, the context of the the game. There, that would have been a sending off, but nothing sort of sending. He's had a couple of um, unlucky ones as well, but I really do think you know, I'm not. I think for the moment, it just it's just Wiltshire. Just get him ninety minutes tomorrow. Have a, rest, uh, have a rest against Chelsea, then come back against Doncaster next week and then he'll be ready to, to see see what he can do. But, you know, I, I just think it's just good to have him about as a good squad player this season. Hopefully he shows his fitness and towards the end of the season, starts building it up and we can see the, the real Jack Wiltshire. But I agree with Harry, don't put all our eggs in one basket and rely too much on that. See what happens. Give him our support. He'll get a great reception tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, but uh, I don't... I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him, you know, turn it around. I really Absolutely. would. Look, I do agree with Harry. I do agree. I, and it's I, a good point. It is a good point. Yeah, I, I agree with
2: him to. I, I agree with him to a degree about it being sentiment. And he's and, and you know, it's Jack Wilshere. He's English. He's you know, he's grown up with Arsenal. But where, what I will say about that is, I still believe that he can. I still believe he, he he's got a big role. Um, a big role to play. Uh, Danny, let's come back to you, mate. Let's. Talk about. Um, I want to talk about the formation. A lot of people thought that perhaps Arsene Wenger was going to go back to the old uh, four-two-three-one, um, but he stuck out. He stuck out with his. Um, he stuck with the formation. Um, a lot of people thought he might change it after getting hammered by Liverpool. Uh, Koscielny played well. Uh, Nacho Nacho Monreal uh, played well for me as well. Um, Xhaka and Ramsey, Danny. Um, I thought they played really well together at the weekend, again. um, Again, it was Bournemouth, you know, where they're giving them too much space. But I think Ramsey played with a bit more discipline at the weekend. Would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, he did. But um, I was talking to Jason... And he's, he's a proud Welshman. And he was saying that we were trying to figure out what formation we need to try and get the best out of Arsenal. And he said, well, we all said, well, why can't um, we play Ramsey? Why is Ramsey so good for Wales? But then he's not that always that good for Arsenal. And he said, what you need to do, you need to have a defender and then you need a defensive midfielder, which could be um, uh, like Coquelin or... Or, or any any of those players like that. And then you need someone like Xhaka to get the ball off of people and pass it around. Then you need to get Ramses, one that breaks from midfield. So then we need to play three in the middle. So that'd be a kind of a, a, a 3 5 2 formation with Lacazette or Giroud up front. And then with one of the, either Urzal, Sanchez, or Welbeck playing behind him. You know, like the old days where people think we used to play 4 4 2 with Bergkamp and righty It wasn't. righty was up front. Bergkamp played behind him. And Bergkamp covered around all over the pitch. And that's the way world class players like that, like Sanchez and Urzal, can be. On on their day and Welbeck is against bottom of the league teams who haven't won a game all season but to get the best out of Ramsey he's got to have freedom because even when we were playing him out on the right last season he kept cutting in cutting into the centre of the park and no one wants to see him do that no one wants to see him playing out wide he needs to be ideally for him he, he wants to be the kind of player that plays behind the main striker and I don't think Wenger's ever going to do that because I think we all have probably agreed that if you're going to play a left back or left wing back it's going to be kalasinic all day long isn't it
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
3: yeah. so Wenger yeah, loves Monreal, and I think he feels uh, that he owes Monreal something. So he shipped out Gibbs to so Monreal. If we go back into playing four at the back or five at the back or anything like that, Kolasinic is going to have to be the, the main left back. So that's why he's playing Monreal at centre-back. And I, as much as I like Monreal, I want a centre-back to be six foot four. And when you kick the ball at him during a free kick, he's going to stand there and go, come on in." Kick it wherever you fucking want, because yeah. I ain't moving. Not cower out of the way like that and be pushed off the ball. Now, we've seen that when, when the likes of Koscielny and Mustafi. And for me, Per should be playing every game for us when he can. Put Per in the dead centre and have um, uh, Mustafi to the right, Koscielny to the left. And that is three popper central defenders. And then the other two can move around him. And Perr to stay in the middle because he's getting old. He's getting slow. But mentally, he's a yard ahead of everybody else. But to get the best out of Ramsey, we need to play three in midfield and, and free him up a little bit. believe.
2: Harry, what what what, would you, what what would you say if I said um, you know xhaka Ramsey this Shaka Ramsey partnership? Um, uh, could you could you see it blossoming or or you, or you are you with Danny? You know Aaron no, Ramsey.
1: I'm skeptical of it, and I've said it on our podcast a number of times now. Um, I like them both as individual players, but I just feel like Aaron Ramsey. Is crying out to be a number 10. He wants the players a number 10. He wants that free roll. He wants to be able to break forward at will and not worry about what's behind him. Now, I don't think the problem is Shaka and Ramsey. I think the actual problem is uh, Ramsey and Ozil. I don't think you can have both of those two in your side. I think they both want to have a free roll. None of them want to do any defensive work. And Shaka is becoming a scapegoat, just like Mikel Arteta was before him, being the, the the centre midfielder that's constantly exposed on his own, left there to fend for himself. Um, a couple of things about the formation. So there's there's that issue. Um, Danny's point about Monreal playing at, at centre-back. And I agree with you, Danny, to some extent, that I'd like to see you know a centre-half six foot and winning things in the air and whatever. But... If you look at Chelsea's example, and Chelsea have played this formation to a T, in particular last season, and they were champions because Conte switched to that formation. I genuinely believe that. But they had Equator playing in there, who's also naturally a fullback and moved into that role. And I think when you have three centre-halves, you can get away with having one who's a bit more comfortable on the ball, um, and often in that formation, your centre-half will be dragged out wide because there's three of them. Your wing-backs will get caught further up the pitch and there will be times where that player will need to move across. And so I, I don't really have an issue with, with Monreal playing there. Um, you mentioned about Wenger and you know, possibly changing the formation. If there's one thing we know about Wenger, he's as stubborn as an old goat. So if he's decided to go with this this season, I think he's going to stick it out.
2: Lee, what do you uh, – you're a big – Lee's a massive Ramsey fan, isn't you, Lee? You, you like Ramsey. Um, yeah. I, I jinxed – I actually take blame for uh, Xhaka being poor this season. Um, before the Leicester game, I tweeted out that granite Xhaka will be the supporters player of the year um, for 2017, 2018. And then about five minutes after I tweeted that out, he gave the ball away and Leicester equalised. Um, and I, I've jinxed him. But, I'm again, um, I like Xhaka. I can see the good in Xhaka. I can see more good in Xhaka than I can see bad. Um, but what what you're saying about this Ramsey-Xhaka
0: partnership league, do you like it? or? Yeah, I, you know, I was just listening to what Danny says, and, you know, it's interesting because I've watched Wales. And when, when you know, they've got... um. They've they played a sort of. They've got you know Gareth Bale in their side, so they've got a cater for two of them.
3: We don't need Bale.
0: We've got Kalisha, You remember that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> But they, 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 they. Um, you know, they've, we've got the, they've got Allen that plays the sort of holding midfield player. Now, come on, Shaka's better than him, surely, and we're not going to argue with that or whatever. But it seems that you know he seems to get around the pitch a little bit more than possibly um, than Shaka. I don't know, but I, I think that. Um, I would like to see maybe someone like you know, um, um, I don't know someone like Conte who plays for Chelsea. That sort of player he gets across the park a lot quicker, and I think that would help Ramsey out a lot more. Like you know, I would like to see two two year ago, Coquelin played for us in that role, and he just played in front of the midfield and played really well for us. For, for and then all of a sudden, his role's been changed for for whatever reason. I still can't get my head around why he's now chasing in at, at centre-halves and chasing in full-backs. When, when he first comes into the team, he was just playing in front of the back four and he played it really, really well. And every, when he got injured against West Brom, was at that game and um, everybody's going, that's it, our season's finished now. We know, we, you know, how long is he going to be out? And all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden he's become not good enough for our team. And I can't understand why Finger's done that, you know, and... I just want to see somebody do the, 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 the job properly. And that is shield the back four. Shield the back three. And that's all you do is stay there. If, if someone's out of position on the right-hand side, you go to the right and cover it. And we don't seem to have that. And I don't think Shaka has got the legs to do that. And because he hasn't got the legs to do it, it's all Ramsey's fault because he's he's doing it there. Now, I watch Ramsey for Wales. Um, and Danny's mate will probably tell you the same. Like, he, he, he can be disciplined he's been disciplined playing for Wales because, you know, this—this this face it, Wales have not got technically the better players like Arsenal have got. So why can he be disciplined for um, uh, Wales and not for us? And then when you go to a game like Chelsea, if you're going to play Shaka and um, Ramsey, which I'm sure he's going to do, to be honest, I, if it was me, I would put Elneny in uh, and, you know, just have a little bit more cover. But he's going to go with that. Would you say to Ramsey, look, you know, you've got to, you know, be disciplined. Time your runs when you know when it matters. You know, and I'm, I'm sure he's an intelligent enough player to do that. But um, you know, he, he does seem to be just given a bit of a license to do. at home. I don't see it as a problem, guys. But away from home, I want to see him just sit there. He can and dictate play a little bit better, like you know, and, and not leave Shaka uh, exposed so much. Yeah
2: i I do, I do, I do like it. I, I, I think the longer this, hopefully, hopefully, they'll, I think as we progress into the, more into the season, I, I think you'll see that, I think you'll see this little relationship blossom. If, if, as I say, Ramsey can keep his head and, and do, you know, do what he's asked. But I've got to agree with Danny. I've got to agree with Danny. I would love to see Aaron Ramsey playing in Marcel Ozil's
3: position. I really would. But then you look at, just if I can um, jump in, with uh, uh, the judge was saying about Coughlin it all changed when we changed from playing a 4-5-1 because when back then we we'd have everyone drifting around doing whatever we want we'd have Cocklin in the middle next to you when we were good it was Santi Cazorla like, I'm looking at the one where we, we spanked Chelsea 3-0 Cochelan, your only job is defend the back two because you've got your left back being a left back same with the right you've got Aubameyang and Walcott going your wingers go and wing and you've got Sanchez up front going just give me the ball and I'll score the goals so Cocklin didn't have much to do because that was like almost playing a three central midfielders because Cocklin Santi and Erner Erzl- we're doing that, and I think that's what we need. So it's going to have to be a combination of, of uh, formations. But like like was saying, why would of all the players in the team? Why would you get Cockerlan to go go and off? You go upfield. Remember, like when Song used to do it, you think well, why Song? No, put a, put a rope round his waist. You're not going past the halfway line. That's your bloody job. Like like when um, with Bellerin, where he tried the overhead kick when he was the last man back, tried to get rid of the ball. That should have been Cockerlan sat there doing that, not Bellerin.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly,
3: yeah. But if we can all see this, why doesn't, why doesn't Wenger? And you were asking, how comes he can do it for Wales? Maybe he believes in the manager for Wales, because I bet the squad, um, the passion in that squad and the unity, and they're all behind the manager because he's a hell of a manager. And, and sometimes I look at that Welsh squad and I think, fucking hell, I remember when the England squad used to be like that, when I cared about international football, and George Graham would have the Arsenal boys being like that. And maybe in the early days, Wenger would have them go like that, but not anymore it's always a sign of a desperate manager when you start playing the wrong players in the wrong position and you start moving the formations around. Because I I think at times that three at the back isn't working for us, partly because we've got got, um, someone playing there who isn't a centre-back. And and, uh, Harry, you were right with uh, Aska, Unpronounceable. They're both five foot ten, but he's vice-captain and he's a lot younger. And has everyone noticed that Monreal's lost a yard in the last year? Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah.
2: yeah. It's very noticeable this year. Uh, I, I don't think
0: Monreal's in... done that bad, though, to be honest.
2: No, he hasn't. But the the point of him losing a yard of
3: pace is, is clear for all he three. He's done can bad. I... But Ian Wright was on... Oh, sorry, Harry. Just uh, Ian Wright was talking on one of those um, New Sky Sports things. And he says, what I hated when I was a defender... I think it was him and that twat, Chris Sutton. He said, what I hated when I was a striker was to come up against big, burly centre-backs. He said, I'd love to have played against someone like Monreal. I'm yeah, Russell,
0: I, I can, you know? I can, I can take that point. Can,
1: can I, I just... Read? Can I just say, with Monreal, though, I think, to be fair to him, he's played so far this season with absolute crap next to him in terms of centre-halves. You know, he's played with another left-back next to him and Rob Holding in the first game, who I think he's got a big future, but he was piss poor. Um, so, you know, I, I think you've got to be a bit fair to Monreal. Um, in terms of the Ramsey thing with Wales, I think it's a bit different because Wales base their game around letting Bale and letting Ramsey play because they're their two-star men. Aaron Ramsey's not the star man at Arsenal. So Aaron Ramsey just fits in that team somewhere where Wenger wants him. He's not he's not the basis of, and the focal point of our team. I also think Arsene Wenger switched to three at the back, three centre-halves, because he wanted to play Shaka and Ramsey. And his way of justifying it is, you know, none of them are particularly defensive. But if I play three centre-halves, I can, I can accommodate that. Whether rightly or wrongly, I, a part of me thinks that that's how Wenger's justified it in his own mind.
0: It's a terrific point. It's a yeah, terrific it's a point, point, there, point, mate. It's, it's a true. terrific point there when you turn around and say that that you know Ramsey is um, not not the star of where he is with Wales, Well, he is put on the same sort of pedestal as Gareth Bale with Wales. You know, like you take. I'll just say this now. If Ramsey would have played in that semi final, they would have beaten Portugal. That's how important he is to Wales. That's how important he is to Wales. But what? Why? Don't, why don't we make him that important with Arsenal? Then, like you know, what, what I'm saying is, we've we've made this importance to to Ozil, and are we getting what we what we really want out of Ozil in 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 terms of when we go to Chelsea? We, we've got all this freedom. Are we going to get the same sort of response? out of Ozil, that we do for Ramsey, say when he's playing for Wales. That's, that's what we're, we're saying here, like, yeah? And I don't think that we do with Ozil, and that's, my, that's why a lot of people criticise him, Craig, because at the end of the day, he's got this freedom to do whatever he wants, but he hasn't really got to come back. Right, go and do it. Go and express yourself against Chelsea. Go and create. Go and cause mayhem against Chelsea. Will he, and, and come up against Chelsea, he's pushed off the ball and bullied, and you don't see him. You know, what I mean, gradually, he fades and fades and fades out of the game. So, you know, the perfect thing for it is, and, you know, and it does wind me up when, when, you, know, when you sort of try and compare him with Burkamp, Burkamp, when he played, he had all the freedom. It was all built around him, but he produced. Not every game, but when it mattered in big games, he produced. The little passes. I remember going up to Bolton, when Bolton were a real nasty side, you know what I mean? And... It was a real tight game. He puts a lovely flick through for Lundberg to come come in and, and score. You know, what I mean, it was an absolute sublime ball. Now Ramsey doesn't get those sort of balls that Lundberg used to now. If Lundberg was in this team now, would he get those sort of those little passes? I, I, he, he would do against Brighton and Middlesbrough, but would he get that against Chelsea, Manchester United, Tottenham? That's my argument with Özil. You know, what I mean, that's where I want I wanted to go out on, on Saturday go go through, you know, you, you look at the old games with Burkham against Chelsea when it, that Supreme bomb, do you remember the one where when uh, Vieira messed up in the first minute and then Vieira scored about five minutes later? Who's the pass Who's the pass from? It's from Burkham. You know, I want to see Ozil put someone through in the first couple of minutes and if it goes to Lacazette, bang, let's see what we can do. And he's got all the freedom, he's got all the tools um, the way we set up Özil uh, to to produce it and I, I you know, my biggest um, beef with him, if you like, and I ain't a beef really, is that he doesn't do it in the real big games, and that's, that's you know, let's see if he does it on 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 Saturday, oh, sorry, on
1: Sunday. Well, I think that back comes back. That sorry, sorry, I think that comes back to the to what I was saying in the beginning, though. Like you've just said, Lee, it's, it's Ramsey or Ozil? Oh, it's not Ram It's not Ramsey and Shaka. That's the issue for me. It's Ramsey or Ozil in that 11, in order to have a balance in that midfield. And like you said, in the home games against the lesser sides, we will get away with it. But I bet you, if we play Chelsea like that on Sunday, we will get get pieces.
0: Of course we will, because the the proof's in the pudding. Every time we go to one of the big six, we get stuffed. So there's the proof. So he's got to change it somewhere along the line. And and I agree with you. He's got to make a decision between Ozil and Ramsey. But Danny makes a good point as
2: well. Um, Danny makes a good point about Aaron Ramsey. Um... Respecting his manager, um, wanting to play for his manager, because let's face it, Mercer Özil seems to be well in in Arsène Wenger's mind. Ar- Mercer Özil seems to be undroppable.
3: So, if we didn't have if Özil was out injured for six months, who who do you think would play in that role? And do you think they'd be they they'd take it and 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 own it? Probably nine Wenger. It'd probably be um, <laughs> one,
2: would it?
3: <laughs> <A> Spinner? <laughs> oh, dear. It makes, you, it makes you so angry. I mean, collectively, Wenger knows more about football than, than we'll ever know. But it's just, what, why do these things keep happening? And, like Judge, you were saying about Burkham, a great way to sum up Burkham, he made Christopher Ray look world class at times. <laughs> does, does, does Ozil make anyone up front look world class I mean I can understand I mean you look at the beginning of la, no, not last season but the season before that coming up to Christmas Mesut Ozil had equaled the record number of or was approaching the record number of assists for a season and he'd done it by Christmas almost equaled it and for the rest of the season I think he got two or three assists when things go bad his head goes down and then he's just, he just doesn't want to know because yeah. he's, he's playing for Germany one of the best international teams in the world and he must look around because I know I know if, if uh, well when i I'm, I'm, I'm playing, if, occasionally I play FIFA online and I think those poor fuckers playing around me, I think I played seven games and I touched the ball six times and then the people are like Dan who's playing around me and banging in the goals, he must look at me in midfield or right back or left back or in goal or wherever the hell they put me just to make the numbers up and must think, he's bringing nothing to the team, this is driving me nuts, get him out, so I've, I've retired.
2: <laughs> you, danny, can i, you can I ask you a question did you actually win division one when you done that um charity thing
3: did, did, did you do Not it? nothing to do with me no the only oh, thing i, I could do have you. done was possibly i'm good at penalties so but Jay uh, shredder took the penalty and missed that could have been my moment of glory i could have streaked i could have gone out double pink dildos like that west ham fan was meant to do out glory. yes harry
1: yeah danny i just want to ask you a question because mm. you made the point about um you know, maybe Ramsey respects his manager at Wales more so. I just want to ask you a question like, if you was a player, would you respect Chris Coleman more than Arsene Wenger? Because for me, that one's up for debate. I mean, surely Arsene Wenger has achieved far greater things in the game. And if you can't listen to Arsene Wenger, then why not <coughs> would you listen to Chris Coleman?
3: I don't think it's a respect thing. I think it's a belief thing. Everybody has the utmost respect for Wenger. But when you look at your manager and the day after the FA Cup final, he still hasn't decided whether he's signing a new contract. And every single look at that summer, we bought one player, Petacek. Everybody knew we needed two or three players. And back then, players that would be first-team regulars now would have cost us £30 million for world-class players. And now they're going to cost you 78 million million. And Ramsey isn't a stupid bloke. He's no Harry Kane. He's not sitting there eating crayons at half-time. Aaron Ramsey is an intelligent footballer. <laughs> <laughs> who's good to listen to. And Ramsey must be looking at this thinking, you haven't bought the players that you need. You, you're playing Elneny and Coquelin, who, who God bless them. I, I love, I love, I mean, I don't know why someone hasn't done. Remember when last, Enric Larson was at uh, Celtic, they all had Enric Larson wigs. Why haven't we got Elneny wigs? Flogging them outside. Uh, maybe maybe that's one from, for Gav, for she Start flogging Elneny wigs. But... <laughs> Ramsey's an intelligent bloke, and he must see what is going on, and it must must make him angry. That's why that's why Erzo and Sanchez are not signing new contracts, and Ramsey has got after after them um, this season. that's his last yes, his contract is so he can start. No, this has got one more year after the end of this season, one more season to go, and then what's going to happen then next summer? I mean, this is a whole new kettle of fish to get into but you look at the players that are going to be out of contract yes, and the yes. amount of rebuilding what did he do he brought in two players we could have done without Lacazette Giroud up front or Sanchez up front this season would have done us I love Lacazette me, me and Chris we, we've got a thing for Lacazette for years and he's a wonderful player but Lacazette wasn't what we needed yeah and getting just imagine if Mustafi would have gone to Inter Milan on loan like it was almost done what would we have done then
0: I, I felt like to come think, out of retirement I, Danny that's a terrific point I've got to say I think that as as fans, we're frustrated because we we feel that we, we're one player short. We're one player short there to, from doing, The players must feel that as well, you know. Like they must be sitting in there on transfer deadline day, you know, thinking, "Well, is he going to do something or not?" You know, and I, you know what turned it for me. And I, you know, I've had the utmost respect for Arsene Wenger, or you know, but the, what done it for me? And when I turned on Arsene Wenger. Well, I didn't turn on but decided enough was enough was when he just bought check, And he didn't go and buy an outfield player that year when we had Arteta and Flamini as our two main midfield players. And for me, that, that was it for me. And if I was a player there, I would have probably turned around and said, you know what? I'm never going to win nothing under this manager. like You know, nothing like, like the, we're never going to win a Champions League or I'm never going to win the Premier League again. And I, I do think that these players just slightly lose a little have lost a little bit of respect for him Harry I think that they have I think that you know you've got someone like you say Chris Coleman that, that nearly took Wales to, to, to the European Championship final because on the belief of telling them that they're these great players you, you're this and you're that Aaron you're this and you're that Gareth you know what I mean Like you know if we give the ball to Aaron and we give the ball to Gareth we'll win games of football if we keep it tight at the back they'll get us a goal because they're this great, these two great players and I and I feel that there's probably that little belief of Arsenal Wenger has gone out the window. I, you know, I don't think it's a lack of respect. I think it's just, you know, as what we're saying there, it's a, the lack of belief.
2: Harry, a lack of belief. Uh, perhaps I worded it wrong. Uh, You've got to agree that perhaps the players have lost a bit of belief in Arsenal Wenger.
1: Yeah, you look. I want Arsene Wenger out. I've made no secret of that I, I want Arsene Wenger out. I've wanted him out for quite some time now. Um, like we were saying before we went on air, I won't be one of these people that stands in the stands and you know shouts at him and abuses him because I don't think he deserves that. I do think his times come to an end. There may be people are starting to lose belief in him, but the, that group of players are not free from blame. You know, we see plenty of of Arsenal capitulations. Where the players are just as much to blame as Arsene Wenger, and I feel like some of them hide behind Arsene Wenger. Like I, I think Ramsey, on his day, is a fantastic player, but he also has horrendous games um, where he he can't string two passes together, and and that goes that can be said about the whole team. And I just feel like too much is emphasis is put on Arsene Wenger's faults when there's other factors contributing to our downfall. So. The board, for me, are a massive problem. Um, I genuinely believe that the reason uh, we didn't bring anyone else in in this window was because the board had said to Arsene Wenger, you know, you want to keep Ozil and Sanchez for this season, meaning we're going to lose them for nothing in the summer. So you need to now recuperate some of that money. And that's why we sold Chesney. That's why we sold Chamberlain. That's why we sold Gibbs. And I I genuinely believe that. So I think that's a big strain on the club that people don't talk enough about. And I also feel like the players, the players are to blame, and they underperform constantly. And at the end of the day, Arsene Wenger can only do so much. He can only take them up to the to kick off, and then after that, it, the ball's in their court.
2: Again, a, a good point, point. and you make a good point there actually about you know the the the, the keeping of Ozil and Sanchez. You know, the, the, we all know that the club's being run like a business. So you know, the business says that okay, if you want to keep these two, then you're going to have to ship some out. And we're going to have to get the money back somehow. Um, because if you want to keep them, that's how it's got to be. I personally, um, I think I mentioned this um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I would have opened the door for Alexis Sanchez if he wanted to go. Um, go on then, see you later. Um, I've said it once, I've said it again. My old man says to me, if you don't want to play for the Arsenal, yeah, in, in, in not so certain words, back off. Because um, there'll be someone else. There'll be someone else come through the door that we will adore. You know, um, turning things uh, slightly away from a, a team performance. Um, get your questions in, lads. Uh, I'll be coming to your questions soon. Um, just tweet me at same old AFC, and we'll get some questions um, fired off to the boys. Um, a great three-nil win, um, but I think we can all come to the conclusion that yes, it was it was only Bournemouth. But I agree with Lee. You can only play what, you can only play um, who's in front of you, and you can only play to that. Uh, you, you know, to you can only play what's in front of you. Is what I'm trying to say. But I've already said it. I've done that twice now. Um, Danny, what did you make of the? What did you make of the people that booed Alexis Sanchez coming onto the pitch?
3: the worst thing i ever did was uh well there's two things i once, once told glenn, glenn helder to fuck off, off. <laughs> which uh what i actually did is when glenn helder made his debut for arsenal against nottingham forest i said will you um oh no i said uh i said glenn helder you fucking arsehole i shouted at the night i think it was steve shettle or someone like that i went will you get off of glenn helder you fucking arsehole so it went i don't think people heard the first bit they get off and i people looked at me funny and I once told Burkham to sort his life out because uh, when he was coming up to his first contract renewal he was playing a bit of shit so I shouted abuse at him and went oi sort your fucking life out He did and he went on to be our greatest ever player so I take credit for that but I have never ever booed Arsenal I have never I've been to 406 games I've only left one early whereas uh, Barnet were losing 5-1 to York and uh, we went <laughs> and uh, I refused to leave early I refused to boo the players I've never booed Wenger I never would boo the only, the only thing to do with Arsenal that I would have Occasionally, boo would be Stan Kroenke, and I think I've once told Gunnar Soros Rex to fuck off when he come up and tried to hug me because he used to come up to the NHS <coughs> and try and hug us all. And I go, I oh, know you're sort you back off. But no, don't don't boo the players. You're you're going to gain nothing. That's the kind of thing you would expect from people who support Chelsea or Man United. Exactly. And I mean, if you know, if if Alexis
2: Sanchez did have any. Bit of, oh, do you know what? I might sign this contract at the end of the season, and then he comes on the pitch to hear boos. He probably running on and go. Actually, do you know what? You can all fuck off, and I'm yeah. going to Manchester City for nothing. Um, yeah. That would be my that, that would be my take on it. Anyway, I thought it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, people in the crowd booing Alexis Sanchez, and then there's people on Twitter trying to come up with you know trying to give us excuses of why they booed him. Um, oh, we booed him because he wants to go to Man City. Uh, yes, he probably does want to go to Man City, but he's in an Arsenal shirt at the moment. Um, so you know, let's not boo. Um,
3: We're Arsenal. We're better than that. We don't do that exactly. to our players. Exactly.
2: I mean, I can remember. I can remember that um, uh, the situation with Aboué uh, that time. Um, I could nearly cried for the bloke. The poor geezer. Uh, you, you know, you could see the way he came off the pitch. He was ready to put, you know, burst into the pitch. He'd only pitch. just
3: come on a sub, hadn't he, for the yeah, second half? Yeah, uh, Yeah, you
2: know, he he had an absolute nightmare. But to to boo a player off a pitch or to boo a player onto the pitch, well, I was absolutely flabbergasted. Harry, what, what did you make of that, mate? What was your...?
1: Oh, I... Uh... <laughs> I was disgusted in it, to be honest. I was disgusted in it. I sit in block six and the majority of the booze I think, came from block five, um, which is just to my right where the sort of red action sort of congregated just there. Um, I just think Alexis Sanchez didn't kick up too much of a fuss this summer. And I think you need to remember that. Felipe Coutinho wanted out of Liverpool and he handed in the transfer request. Virgil van Dijk handed in a transfer request. These players are now left with egg on their faces because they've tried to get out and it's failed. Alexis Sanchez never badmouthed the club once. He never came out and said he wanted to go. He's been completely respectful to Arsenal Football Club, in my opinion. And whether he wants to go or not is is down to him and time will tell what's going to happen. Personally, I think he will go. But I don't think he deserves to be booed and I don't think it's at all helpful during a game of football, um, whatever your feelings are
2: absolutely um lee what what about you mate um i i know you had something to say on this on your video um outside yeah. ground so
1: for, uh, those
2: did, for those people who didn't see it
0: yeah um will st- st- still state now uh, when it, when it, when he it came on I, I, and i was booing i was i was shocked i didn't think it was going to happen but i'm going i'm going to be honest i, I won't booing but I, will, I won't sing his name again, no, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, you know, if I start singing Alexis Sanchez, I won't sing it because, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that he does want to leave. I, I take the point, and I still say to this now, that the other guys um, put in transfer requests because they've got long term, like three or four left years left of live contracts. Sanchez doesn't have to put a transfer request in. All Sanchez has to say is, I'm not going to sign that contract. And that's what he said. He says, I'm not going to sign the contract, but I'm prepared to say, see out the contract. I'm prepared to stay here this season. So, put it really firmly back in Arsenal's court. And the reason that, that, which is a little bit harsh for him to be booed at, is because he ain't doing nothing wrong. He's just, he, That's his prerogative. And what, what, what he's wrong about is the club have let it happen. There's no way he should be a player of his calibre and what he's worth, should be allowed to go down to one year of his contract. It's scandalous. But here we are with doing that. And the other thing is about it, which is a little bit harsh on, on Sanchez, is that he's getting booed. And, and the, other, the other one in, in Ozil, nothing's being said about him. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's, he's getting a free ride. And um, the fact of the matter is that one, one can demand a, a high fee. The other one you know and, and and people keep going about it with with Ozil L- listen mesut ozil next season will have a lot, will have a queue of clubs queuing up for him on a free transfer because of wages and whatever like but with at the moment players and teams are not prepared to pay 50 60 million pound for him plus all the wages they're not prepared to do that you know but they are prepared to do that with Sanchez which that says a lot you know and um but yeah, I'm, gut, I'm. I don't know about how you guys feel about it. You know, I'm gutted that he wants to leave. I'm gutted that he, that he, that he that, you know, that he prefer He feels after giving us three years of his of his, you know, footballing life and works his absolute socks off every game, that he feels <clears throat> that he's got a better chance of winning the league with other, with with another club, and it, that, that hurts me. But you know, it's, it's a reality, so isn't it, it?
2: Does, it, it? You know. Well, I think what hurts me the most is, that, again, it goes back to the board, doesn't it? You know, or the board or Arsene Wenger. The thing that hurts me the most is that people can't see that. that we should be building. We should be building the side around Alexis Sanchez. No doubt about it. We should be. You know, we should be bringing in these players um, that would. You know, perhaps perk Ozil up a bit. You know. I, I can just imagine Mercer Oza walking into the dressing room after a game. You know, you're all shit, you lot. Like, do you know what I mean? I like, give you the ball on a plate, and it, and you still can't put it in the goal. Do you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm gutted he wants to leave. I think he will leave. There's no doubt in my mind um, that he's going to leave um, come come the end of the season. Harry, you got something you want to say there, mate? Or?
1: Yeah, I, I'm gutted he wants to leave as well, but I think to be honest I, I can't think of a like even the most avid arsenal fan i don't think could sit at a table with him now and put a, a serious argument to him why he should stay i mean at the moment we're going nowhere we, we're on the decline so if you're alexis sanchez coming to 29 years 30 years old whatever he's going to be you know it's very difficult to persuade him to stay um oh, i don't know I, I i just i think that it, the club are to blame for the fact that Alexis wants out, not Alexis. And while he plays for us, we should enjoy it because he's one of the best players we've had in a long time. Yeah. And, you know, we should, we should applaud the guy and he get, he deserves all the respect in the world um, for, in my opinion, not, not being one of those arseholes that kicks off all summer and tries to force a move. Wh- whether he wants to leave or not, the fact is he was signed on that contract and he's going to honor that contract. Um, and he's willing to honour it. If the club turn around in January and decide to sell him for twenty odd million to to recuperate some of their investment, that's their prerogative. But I genuinely believe that if he had to stay for the whole season, he would do that and he would honour the contract. So he doesn't deserve to be disrespected.
2: Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I mean, any man, you know, any man except perhaps a manager um, that doesn't leave uh, before before a contract. Um, yeah, no, you are dead right. Alexis Sanchez has has acted with class um, through, through that whole situation. He's still an Arsenal player. Hopefully, you know,
0: hopefully he will, you know. And I he's mean, also doing, he, Craig, what the manager he, done. Hopefully he'll leave on a high. That's uh, that's all I'm saying. And he's also doing what the manager's done. You know, the Arsenal Wenger said, like, you know, I'll see out of my contract and see what happens, you know. and So how can you say to a player not to do that? when your yeah. own manager's done exactly the same thing.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, you that's know, a good point.
0: That, that's, that's the problem that we're in there because our manager was, oh, I'll see, I'll see, I, I might sign, on my not? So, so so he sent out a message instead of saying, no, I'm sorry, you know, and this is, it's all, keeps carrying on, you know, and the, the mess continues to keep going like, you know. Absolutely. Now, lads, we are going
2: to turn our attentions uh, to you, the viewers. We've got some questions here on Twitter. Um, remember, if you're new and you're watching us for the first time this evening, don't forget to subscribe and follow us um, on Twitter at the same old AFC. Danny, we'll come to you first. Um, you see me having, you're having quite a laugh there with Mike. So we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll read out we'll read out Mike's question. Um, <laughs> Danny, Mike wants to know, if we don't get a result against Cologne tomorrow, does Arsene Wenger immediately write off the Europa
1: League?
3: Oh, fuck no. All we have to do is win three games, get nine points, possibly ten, and we, we've, we've done that. We could, we could not play any of our best 11 and, and probably um, get um, out of that group. Absolutely, uh, the Cologne are shit. As the uh, like, someone referred to it as the Lucas Podolski derby. I prefer to call it the Tony Woodcock derby because uh, Tony Kuk- <laughs> Woodcock was one of my favourite players back in the day, and he was a uh, magnificent for England. And he was uh, won the European Cup with Nottingham Forest, and he was a hell of a player. He had wonderful hair as well, and uh, I think he's still over there, and he's, he's a big deal in Germany, much like Kevin Keegan when he went over there. Our kids have got no idea what I'm talking about. I might as well be talking about Umpelde Hempeding when he played left back for for Bayern Munich. Uh, yeah. But um, Cologne have lost all three games all season. Bottom of the league, no points. But that means if that... Usually, that means we're going to go and spank them 3-0. But, yeah, Cologne are rubbish. Okay, Mike, I hope that, <laughs> I hope that answers your question. <laughs> um, Kevin, let's come to you,
2: mate. Uh, Kevin? Who's Kevin? Who the fuck's Kevin? Any Kevins in here? Any Kev- No? Uh, any? No? Kevin? Why I have just said, Kevin, let's come to you. I have no fucking idea whatsoever <laughs> um, Harry <laughs> um,
1: Kevin actually
2: <laughs> yeah Kevin um, <laughs> do the lads believe we would have won the two titles 2013 and 14 2015 16 if we'd have kept Robin Van Persie with Sanchez and Ozil playing at the same time
1: mm, not in my opinion no because I've always felt that Arsenal's shortcomings in the title races came at the other end of the pitch. Um, I always felt we were defensively fragile and that was our issue. We weren't able to close out teams when we needed to, rather than uh, it being down to a lack of goals or not enough firepower up front. So personally, uh, as great players as they were, I don't think they would have plugged the holes that, that the team had.
2: Thanks for your question. Um, Egg Hunter, <laughs> you do get some great handles on this. Um, this question comes in from Karen. Good evening, Karen. Thanks for your question, Lee. Um, after after the first few games, where do the panel think we will finish in the table this season? Um, I'll start that off. I think we will finish How do you do? sixth. Lee. Fifth, fifth, Kevin.
1: I think we'll finish fourth.
2: Fourth. Danny, what's, what's the league table, mate? Where, where are we going to finish in the
3: league? Top three are out the window straight away. Anyone who's uh, who, who thinks we're going to finish in the top three needs to get the nurse in. They need more medication. It's going to be... I think it depends. I think Sanchez could be let go in, in January because the Kronky c- c- will be looking at and going, yeah, there's 20 million quid we can get there and that's 20 million more sheep he can buy for his fucking ranch mm-hmm. the size of the moon. Um, I think if we finish fifth, we'd be doing all right. I think uh, Wenger... Might be told, look, fuck the league. You're not going to finish top four. Europa League, win that, which is 15 games. Champions League, then we're in it. Then next summer, we'll have Champions League money and we can buy some more players. Because even even the most deluded Arsenal um, uh, member of that board must realise next summer we are fucked. We thought this summer was going to be bad. You wait till they go next summer. Look, you've got you've got no Champions League money. You've got no Premier League money, and uh, we've got all these big players leaving. It's going to free up some cash. But yeah, we're, we're, I think fifth or sixth, like those two said. It's it's not going to be pretty, people. You need, might need to look away at times.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Dan, we'll, Danny will stay with you, and we'll go back down along the line. Um, if you had the choice, <laughs> this, one, this one's from Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Um, if you had the choice of Roy Keane or Brendan Rodgers to replace Arsene Wenger, what one would you pick?
3: Roy Keane. Without a shadow of doubt, one of the greatest midfielders in Premier League history. Irish legend, make my mother happy. And uh, he is not, you would not go up to Roy Keane and tell him you're not going to do what he tells you to do. Cochlan wouldn't move from the centre circle spot for the entire game. <laughs> Just think what he could put There again, we all said that when Steve Bold came back. You watch these central defenders, they'll be defending like the old days, That's not right, closing man. their eyes and spinning in circles and hoping something works out. So Roy Keane, I love Roy Keane. What about you, Harry? Roy Keane or Brendan Rodgers?
1: Roy Keane, because Brendan Rodgers has got all the faults that Arsene Wenger's got. He couldn't set a team up to defend, to save his life. So, yeah, Roy Keane for me as well. Roy
0: Keane. Judge? I can't stand Roy Keane. Yeah, no. don't like Brendan Rodgers that much, though. uh I, no, go on you know, I, I, Out of the two, I'd go Roy Keane. Yeah, I like, you know, he, he, he would... Uh, It'd certainly uh, get them going, wouldn't he? They, I'd it? have to
2: go for Roy Keane as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, living in Cork, uh, famous
0: Cork man
2: that Roy Keane is. Um, oh, well, then
0: that's it, then it's done and dusted, then, isn't it? In
2: this county. Um, the, the,
0: the prodigal son. Uh,
2: let's go. Thank you, Jerry, for that question. Um, Danny, let's come back to you. Has Theo Walcott got a future at Arsenal? <laughs>
3: yeah i don't know we might need uh the, the pitch deworming at half time or the tea might need doing or the crockery might need what no no fucking hasn't what the fuck <laughs> is he doing at the club i love I, I love him i mean you can tell he's losing the plot he straightened his hair and that is never never my, my mate did that and uh he's a gentleman of color and when he straightened his hair i knew he was in trouble <laughs> because he looked like a twat too to so know <laughs> There is not a place in the team, is there? No. Theo Walcott, a push is a half decent winger who can cut in, always cut in from one side because he hasn't got a left leg, and he he's not he's not a striker, he he's not he's, he can't play in the hole behind the strikers, and he can't play a right wing back. Unlike the Ox, who was the world's greatest right wing back, do <laughs> you see the Liverpool right back got injured, got sent off tonight? So that's oh. where the Ox is going to be playing for Liverpool from now on, playing right back.
2: <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> You couldn't make it up, could you? It's like Jack and Ori. Uh, Harry, what about you, mate? Theo Walcott, for
1: you, any future at all? Uh, mm, I would have said yes, but I think Antonio Conte's introduction of this new formation that everyone seems to have jumped on means the winger's going to be extinct in the Premier League very soon, and so Theo Walcott is going to struggle to find a place in that team and He's not got a future as a starting member of the team, but he's got a future as a squad player, I guess.
0: Squad player, yeah. League judges? Yeah, same. I think, like, you know, he played tomorrow. He'll play against Doncaster. But when it comes to the big games, yeah. no. Nah, I think uh, on the bench, plan C. Plan C. You plan know C- your to-
3: when you know you're going to get a start against Doncaster. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, perhaps it's time to move on. Um
2: this is a question for Mike from Lee, <laughs> for Lee. <laughs> and it's quite simply, do you forgive me? Who's that? Mike from the Gunners.
0: No, tell him, tell him I fucking don't.
2: No, Mike, he fucking doesn't. Because I know you're watching live because I can see you uh, having, having some bants with uh, Danny there. Uh, so there you go, Mike. You, your answer is
0: no. <laughs> I'm still going to get him back. Don't worry about that. Do you know, do you know Danny, do you know, Mike?
3: Yeah, I've done their pod with him, oh. uh, I think once, twice I did it, actually did the end of season one. He's, uh, he, what people don't know is when he records his show, we record ours on Skype and we don't use video. They record theirs on Skype and do use video, and I saw the amount of alcohol that that man consumed. I'm surprised <laughs> he's only the size he is. He, he had a bottle of champagne at one point, there's only one of him in the room. And... <laughs> Great podcast though, him and Andy. Very, very
0: funny, very funny, very funny. I've yeah. only been
2: on it once as well. Once
3: <laughs> they need to sort that out sooner rather than later. Once
2: um, this one comes in from uh, Mr. Tom Cant and Mr. Talk. Um Good evening, Tom. Where, where were you, the manager? I think that's it. if we were, if we, if I was the manager, you wouldn't,
3: you wouldn't think he's a teacher, would you? his no, right, no.
2: own. <laughs> I teach English. Come on,
3: so I'm <laughs> out
2: and don't be deleting the tweet either. Were you the manager, would you keep the three, five, if you can't count, at the back versus Chelsea or revert to our four, which is, in his opinion, more solid? B.
0: No. Stay with the three. I would stay with the three because match Chelsea up, if I'll be honest, you matched them up in in the last two games. I know charity shield's a little bit of a friendly, but in the FA Cup final, I thought we we outplayed them for most of that game. So I, you know, I, I would um, I would stick with that formation, um, be a little bit more defensive of the midfielders, but um, no, I'd still I'd stay stay with back three.
2: Harry, what about you, mate? Back three, um, or in Tom's opinion? Um, Tom, I think we're more solid with a back four.
1: I'd stay with a three, but I'd certainly be telling my wing-backs to to sit a little bit deeper and be a bit more disciplined. I think, like Lee said, we need to match Chelsea up. Um, and I just feel that if we revert back to a four that they've probably not been been used to recently in training and stuff, is a bit of a risk to throw out what you've been doing so far this season and revert back to something else.
2: Danny? Would you, would you like to see him go back to
3: the four? I'm tempted to say I'd play two right-wing backs, two left-wing backs and six central defenders and quit while we were ahead. But <laughs> I think it's more of a question of who you can play in front of them. I think that might be a time to play three in central midfield with maybe Xhaka and Elneny. And Xhaka and Coquelin. No, Coquelin. He's injured, isn't he, Coquelin. He's out for two weeks. Yeah, so maybe Xhaka and El Elneny. And just say, look, don't. Just do not leave that back, those back ones, those back the defenders uh alone. Because they are going to get um, ripped a new one. Because yeah. uh, ch- the new way Chelsea are playing, they're, they're quicker than they were before. They haven't got that donkey Costa up front. They've got Morata, who is, uh, like Tom would tell you, he's he's next-level brilliant. He is going to ravage every single team in the Premier League this season and do wonders for them. Because he's, he's got pace, he's got skill, he's got goals, he's got everything. Well, a player that, as we all know, we should have bought three or four years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'll I'll Chelsea
0: um, sorry. Sorry. Okay, that's, all right. to Chelsea fan, on, that's all right. Who, um, who was saying that they've got rid of Matic and, um because he was getting a little bit slow and they've brought in a little bit more pace in their midfield. And they felt that that was down to uh, Arsenal exposing that in the FA Cup final.
3: That Zappacosta looks like a decent player. Yeah, he does. He scored a screamer last night no,
0: didn't he? Yeah, Great so... Loss.
3: He admitted yeah. it was a cross, didn't he? Unlike Harry Moncane, who went, no, oh, I went for that mental... <laughs> That's it, yeah. I don't know what the rest of it was, but that was the gist of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Harry. Poor old oh. Harry, eh? He's one, one, of her own. Own. one of their yeah.
3: own. He's <laughs> one of their own. He's <laughs> one of their own. Like Clive Allen, he can get fucked.
0: Oh, I can't stand <laughs> him. him. Imagine when, Imagine when Harry
3: Kane goes into it, goes work, finishes and he does what all the all the shit players do and they go to Sky Sports or BT. Jesus, they have to have subtitles up the entire the time. Him,
1: yeah. Between yeah. him and Carragher, they'll need flipping. Oh, to oh, oh,
3: get me started on Jamie Carragher. Oh. I'd love to see you started on Jamie Carragher as long as you kill him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
2: oh he does I his voice just goes straight through me he's he's probably quite knowledgeable i just can't listen to him because of his accent it's just it's just, just goes straight through me
3: sounds like a constipated duck <laughs>
2: yeah yeah that would be that would be a good uh, description of it i've saved this one till last because uh, this one comes in from uh mark and some of you might have uh, some of the people that watched the podcast last week um might have seen that he's actually doing the London Marathon. Um, the next London marathon, uh, he's doing it for a charity, um, for children, uh, visually impaired children. Um, and me and Lee have, uh, donated this month's, um, YouTube earnings, um,
3: to him. Um, and so he'll get about, know, he'll get about 50 quid, I think. Um, <laughs> bit YouTube is going demonetizing everyone. You'll owe them money. That's right. Yeah. Scumbags.
2: Yeah. But, you know, we don't. We don't really. Um, I'd
1: like. I'd like to donate Sofa Sports News's uh, chari- uh, YouTube earnings for the month as well to that charity. If, uh, if...
2: Fair play to you, Harry. There you go, Lee. Uh, Mark, if you're watching, mate, there's another donation for you. Um, thank you very much, Harry. That's really, really cool of you.
3: I'll, I'll just give him some of my own money because we ain't fuck all <laughs> on the podcast. I think the podcast <laughs> funds at the moment are about minus seventeen quid. Yeah.
2: Well, this is this is the bit I'm getting. This is the bit I'm getting onto. Um, <laughs> he's actually putting up for raffle. Um, his very own Charlie George signed um, Arsenal shirt. Uh, the way he's doing it, he's got a link um, on his Twitter feed. Okay? It's his pinned tweet, um, and you can find him at Markey249. Now, what he's going to do is he is going to sell the raffle tickets for £2 a pop. So you go and click the Just Giving link. Um, when you donate the £2, put your Twitter handle. Um, in put your name and your Twitter handle in when it asks you for the name, uh, name of donator, and he will give you, uh, he will allocate you a ticket. How
3: are you it's spelling it? Marky? Pardon, how do you spell
2: Marky? M A R K Y Y. Two four. M-A-R-K-Y.
1: Oops, I put I E, <laughs> better die. <laughs> yeah.
2: Marky 249, M A R K Y. So £2 a pop, lads, for a ticket for your chance to win um, an authentically signed Charlie George um, shirt. And not only um, an authentically signed one, I would imagine um, a piece of Mark's you know, personal memorabilia. It's very good of him to put that up. Um, all money going to, um, of course, uh, the charity of his choice uh, for visually impaired children. Um, so good luck with that, Mark. Uh, we'll be supporting you all the way, mate. Um, we donate our, our channel earnings um, for the month. Harry has kindly donated um, his channel earnings for the month And I hope um, as many people as uh, possible can help Mark um, by donating just £2 um, to help him uh, raise money. Running the London Marathon, rather him than me.
0: Yeah, I might go down there and watch him, Craig. Yeah, yeah. yeah hope we yeah, get down there and watch him. Um, mm.
3: I should go and buy him a tenner of my own money if I can find oh. his Twitter app because I can't find it. Thank
2: you, Dan. Very good. Um, and and uh, Mark, no need to be uh, painting same the ar- same old Arsenal podcast on your face, mate. All right? No, no need to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No need to be doing that at all. Um, but anyway, so that's Mark's, uh, Mark's, little, um, Mark's little plug done. Um, if you can support it, lads, £2 um, for a ticket. And then you never know, you might get yourself a signed... Um,
3: and I've just gone and re-found it. I've just gone oh, and right, retweeted right. it. Thank you very much, Dan. It's very good of you. Um, oh, you're doing the hard work. I just pressed a button. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I must do a good self. Um, I wouldn't even so, do a
3: and when I sit down the whole fucking time. <laughs> Let alone running the whole lot, I'd die. Just looking at it, I can't even be able to get out of bed and watch it. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh,
3: so,
2: the question, Mark's question. Um, we'll start with you, Lee. Do we need to look for a better goalkeeper? Um, check? He thinks that check is over the hill, and 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 for anyone that cares, I absolutely positively agree with him.
0: Lee, the judge. Oh, I don't know. You know, sometimes I think that you know, if you've got a good defence behind you, it does help. You know what I mean? I think. Ah, um, uh, I have to say this with um, with Petr Cech. Whenever the cross is coming, I feel quite comfortable. He's going to come out and claim them. So I'm I'm. I'm not saying that he's quite done yet, like you know. I think that you know he's not. You know we've got to be looking for saying in the future. That's why I thought we should have gone and signed Pickford this season. But um, um, I know I'm I'm all right for I'm all right with uh, Peter Chek for another year or so, to be honest. Harry,
1: yeah, I think Peter check seen better days. I think it's fair to say that. Um, I cover a lot of Italian football for Sofa Sports News, oh. and I was particularly disappointed that we sold Wojciech Szczesny Um, I know he wasn't great in his time at Arsenal um, but like Lee said he had a crap defense in front of him as well (laughs) to be fair to the guy but he did improve at Roma, cut a lot of the errors out of his game, um, was a lot more calm and calculated and so I was disappointed to see him go and I think in the long term he would have been a, a better number one because Peter Cech for me has got maximum another season in him and then he's on his bike
2: yeah, mm. I was gutted, mate, when Chesney left. Leah, tell you, um, yeah. I talked him up for God, I've, God knows how many weeks. Talked to my was rubbing my hands together. Chesney's coming back. You know, rated statistically rated the best goalkeeper in in, in Europe last year. Um, Juventus coming for him. I mean, that tells you everything. If Juventus are coming in for him, you know, as, as an understudy to. Um, to Buffon I mean come on now you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that someone has actually seen that this boy's got some potential yes he he, he made terrible decisions when he was at Arsenal smoking in the shower You, you know that's a complete lack of respect for the club it's a complete lack of respect to your players the manager you know whatever but he went away he learned more about his craft and he became a fantastic goalkeeper, and I can't believe we just let him walk out of the club. Um, and and for how much was it? Ten million. Ten million, yeah. I mean, goodness me, ten million.
1: And the, oh, talk, sorry, the talk in Italy was actually yeah. that Gianluigi Buffon was the one who identified him as the goalkeeper wow. that Juve should go oh, and get. I mean, case, how much dude. of a compliment is that?
0: Lee judges, rest my case. Yeah, yeah. I oh, because Buffon says so, you know. He
3: well, hasn't gone there to sit on the bench either. He played in their 3-0 win at the weekend. And Buffon was on the bench. So, uh, have we play, have we them, played
2: it? it does mean one thing. And you know what that means. That me and Buffon have got oh. the same...
0: Same wavelength.
2: we were on the same wavelength. And that's what it's all about. Goldcreepers Union. Goldcreepers
0: Union. That's it. Goldcreepers <laughs> Union. Um, Danny, let's ask your question. Let, let's get
2: your answer. Um,
3: yeah, well... The, the pecking order at Arsenal, as you know, is uh Petacek and then it's gonna be David Espina, Emilio Martinez who's gone out on loan, then Matt Macy, the six foot twelve giant. If you're Petacek, you're not gonna look at either of those three and think, Oh, fucking hell, i better watch out. Yeah. If if would have been at the club, you'd have thought, Fuck me, watch out because he is a hell of a player. He was the um, like you were saying, this <sighs> is the best goalkeeper in Italy when he was playing for Roma, who I think they finished second in the in uh, Serie A. And uh, he's a magnificent player, but it was uh, my mate Steve, who, who's uh, he lived in Poland, who knows who knows people in the know. You know what that means. He says that he he was told that he was he was refused to come back to Arsenal, and while well, Jerry Payton, the windmill, was the uh, the goalkeeping coach, and that's why Fabianski left to go at Swansea because he didn't want anything to do with Jerry Payton. Jerry Payton's only there because he did. Uh, Arsene Wenger did. I um, uh, was. Um, the uh, the French manager who was uh, um, uh, at Fulham when he left, he said, "Do us a favour, give him a job." So he gave him a job. He's a terrible, terrible goalkeeping coach, and we should have uh, Bob Wilson and David Seaman and then um, Lehman as a uh, goalkeeping coaches. But no, he's a, he's a magnificent goalkeeper, and he would be. It's guaranteed that I would say, if if Chesney uh, was still at the club, he would be number one by Christmas because Petacek has never turned it on for us. Really, he's been good. But I um, I spoke to someone who is from the from Czech czech republic and he said uh, i said is, is he a legend over there and he went he is but he's, he's club form for chelsea he never matched it when he played for the czech republic and he, he never he's never matched it for arsenal yeah, you know, so, well
2: uh, he's been good let, you know let's let's not let's not you know oh he's not been terrible yeah, yeah. Oh, he's not been terrible.
3: <laughs> he's been let down by the defenders but he's yeah. getting to that age now where he does need to be pushed a little bit more
0: absolutely i, I, I do yeah, agree
3: with that, that. Yeah. yeah okay lads Episode 25 is at
2: the end. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure and it's been an absolute great laugh uh, due to Danny being on, really. Um, and, <laughs> is, that,
3: is that at me or with me?
2: Yeah, yeah and with, I think. Um, it is. It, it's been fantastic um, this evening. Uh, Danny, thank you very much um, for coming on, mate. And, um, cheers, Dan. Cheers, pleasure's mine. Anybody who wants to see more of Danny, uh, right. you can go and... Follow the Burkham Underland, uh, on yeah. Twitter, uh, at, uh, is it the, the AFC podcast? Is I it?
3: don't know what. We actually own the Bergie podcast. So I don't know why we picked the AFC podcast. It's a moment of panic. I saw it went, Oh, I've got to have that. And then we yeah. lost up. It's a sh- shit one.
2: The AFC podcast. Go over yeah. uh, and follow them. And also, the, um, they have a, a YouTube channel as well where they do the, uh, ABW radio show after every game. Um, yeah. You can go and check out the lads there talking about the game live. Um, moderated, uh, moderated chat box um, so you can chat loosely. To the lads, take questions. Loosely moderated. <laughs> moderated. Moderated sometimes. Um, <laughs> I just made Tom a moderator actually just uh, for this one. Uh, uh, if, you come, if you come near me, you get a job. As that. Uh, um, good old Tom. Our thanks to uh, Harry uh, from Sofa Sports News. Again, Harry um, has uh, his own little venture on the go um, at Sofa Sports News. So please head over um, and support uh, Harry's channel and Harry's podcast. Harry, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here this evening, mate. Um very, very, very well, me. sir. Yeah,
0: yeah. talks a lot of sense there, Harry. Well done. Nice Thank to you, speak guys. Here. It's
1: been a pleasure talking to you guys as well.
0: Thank you, mate. Judge! Court is closed.
2: Court is closed. (laughs) Until next week.
0: Until next week.
2: So, we'll go for a quick score prediction from everyone just before we go. Arsenal, Cologne, tomorrow. Lee? 2-0. Harry?
1: 3-1.
2: Danny?
3: 4-0.
2: Yeah, I'm going with Danny, 4-0. I had 4-0 in my head. Um, 4-0, I believe it will be an easy game. and I think we're going to, I think we'll be too strong all over the pitch room. Um, and we'll start our uh, Spurs Day night football. Um, <laughs>
3: They'll though. be joining us sooner rather than later. They'll exactly, be with us this Yeah, season. well, I don't
2: know, Dan. I'm, I'm getting a bit worried now. They've turned over <sighs> Dortmund this evening. Um, uh, so... I don't know how. Oh, yeah. no, no. Well, I do. They're goalkeeper. Um, yeah. Not, not the greatest start, uh, to watch them win the, to watch them win their first game at Wembley. Um, and of course turn over Dortmund but
3: they have to have them sooner or later. They've had about fifteen there, they've got to win once. Yeah, attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike us, nine straight. Uh, but, you uh, know,
2: yeah. As a Spurs fan, you've always got to remember that we always have the last laugh most of the time. Um, scum. So yeah. we we'll, we'll be laughing at you at some point of the season, I'm sure. Remember, lads, if you're new around here, please subscribe. Um, I will try and get this up on SoundCloud. Um, hopefully this evening or tomorrow, that's if uh, SoundCloud have plugged the wires into their potatoes. Um, the they, shit, use oh, servers.
3: they charge for that bollocks. Oh, mate.
2: I've, I've got a podcast sitting here from three weeks ago that I can't get on it. I, I just <sighs> cannot upload it. It just will not upload. I tried it twice. It got to 78% and then it, then it stopped.
3: Yeah.
2: And then the other one got to 96%
3: and stopped. Are you using Firefox? No. Chrome.
2: Chrome. Is that Smashing my problem?
3: Something? No, Firefox would be your problem. No, oh, Firefox would be the problem. Okay.
2: Well, I will try uh, to get it up. If not, Mike, is, Mike from the Gooners in the USA <laughs> has actually put me in, uh, in, in touch with a, a podcast host. So uh, if it don't work... I'm gonna to have to uh Craig's gonna try and get it up.
3: <laughs> oh, I thought you'd let that go. The oh. judge sees
0: all. I don't miss nothing, Dave. I don't miss nothing. <laughs> I've got three kids, mate. Uh, well, okay, so you've got it up three times. Well done.
3: <laughs> I think this is going places no one needs to know. <laughs> well, we'll we'll
0: continue this
3: off air. <laughs> Thank
0: you very much,
2: lads, for watching. Um we'll see you next week. Uh, I think we're going to do.
0: Are we going for Wednesday next week, Lee, or we no, it's Doncaster next week? And it so we have to go for Tuesday.
2: Oh, we'll go for Tuesday. So we'll do it. We'll we'll go Tuesday then um, next week uh, of the new time of half past seven. Um, because my missus
3: <laughs> she a podcast uh, widow.
2: Yeah, no, my my missus is complaining. She's uh She's You'll missing the the, the the yeah. She's she's. she's, she's She's missing. She's missing the lack of
0: love. I mean, I mean, the lack of love, love at ten o'clock. You know I mean, she can't. She can't take a night off. She's waiting there, Craig. Come on. No, nah, she's fine. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only trying to make myself feel better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, lads. Until next week. Up the Arsenal. Righty, Sports Social Podcast Network.